Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. Uh, this week we have a special guest. Uh, Liz, introduce yourself. Hi everyone, I'm Liz, Joe's wife. <laughs> I, I feel very privileged <laughs> to be on here. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, you've been a long time listener uh, to us and the boys and I think it was about time that we got your perspective on all things beer. Now, before we kind of jump in, uh, you know, talk to us um, a bit about your, you know, do you like beer? Is beer, are you a fan of beer? Um, it wouldn't be my drink of choice if I was going into a pub. I'm much more of a sort of wine or hard liquor kind of gal. <laughs> but I do like a bit of shandy. I've got very fond memories of going to the pub with my dad when I was younger and having a bit of shandy with lemonade. And it's lovely. Well, I think to re- over-reinforce those uh, beer credentials, um, I think you've got a hot topic for us, haven't you? I have got a hot topic. I saw this the other day and I text sent it to Joe straight away going, oh my gosh, look at this. Guinness have just launched their first cold brew coffee beer. And I just thought that was the... It sort of made complete sense, but I just, I was like, why? I don't know. It, it, it kind of makes sense like in some respects, because I guess you think Guinness, you think it, it could kind of be a bit of a multi, like a kind yeah, of... Yeah, it's got like coffee taste. Coffee. But a coffee beer. I don't know about that. That's you know. what, and, and I've been reading up about it and I can't work out wh- whether, whether they're sort of calling it a coffee beer, but apparently according to Diageo's website, it's got the same amount of caffeine in it as a decaf coffee which I am a big fan of um but it yeah they're also they're also calling it this sort of coffee beer so that the way they make it apparently is steeping the coffee beans in cold water rather than boiling they do that for a really long period of time and then they add that to Guinness draft Mm. um and then it says they also add other roasted barley flavors so obviously when you have a guinness yeah. it's got that sort of coffee-esque yeah. like very rich yeah. the darkness the yeah. kind of thick liquid yes. i suppose yeah, yeah. you sort of mean so i can see why they did it but i can't like if you're sitting in the innovation room in guinness who's gonna have come up with that and what what are they trying to solve for? I don't know. It's. I mean, it seems like a they're targeting different people to your usual Guinness drinkers, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it sounds like something maybe that you know you can. I don't know if you're not really into beer. I mean, hey, maybe you're the target audience. You're not that into. You know, you drink. You're kind of open to beer. Um, you know, you 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 like the taste of coffee, especially decaf coffee. Maybe this is one for you, Liz. I mean, because you don't. You're partial to a Guinness. Oh, I do love a Guinness. You do like a Guinness. Mum always said to me, it's good for your iron. There you go. <laughs> levels. <laughs> have a Guinness. As a vegetarian, you should have a Guinness just to keep your iron levels up. <laughs> so anyway, I just thought it was cool. I'm yet to try it, but I certainly want to. I wonder where like the occasion for drinking it, because it, it does That's have alcohol thing. in it, doesn't it, it? Yeah, so it does have alcohol in it. It's not like you can just pick this up, rock this up at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning on your train on the way into yeah, work. Yeah, like, are know? you going to sit on the tube in London? Crack open a Guinness Crack beer. open a Guinness cold brew <laughs> on your way to the office. I just don't think you are. And then at the end of the day, well, it's decaf, I suppose. You could have it at the end of the day, but what's the point? Just have an espresso martini. I just... Well, yeah. I mean, although, I mean, price point-wise, then we don't know what cost this might be. I mean... They're selling it in Tesco mm. um, in a four-pack. There you go. So, well, it'll, be, so it'll be way less than a... Co- accessible. It'll be way less than a coffee espresso yeah, martini. Yeah, that's true. Um, hey, I mean, maybe this is the more, uh, you know, kind of 
what's the right word where you kind of it's more available like espresso martini for the masses yeah go get your coffee (laughs) you know guinness cold brew on the go yeah because if i'm honest i was quite intrigued by this as a coffee cold brew more so for actually the coffee element to it of actually it maybe had some stimulant in that way but if it's more about um if it's more about the the decaf and just the beer i mean i'm definitely gonna try i mean does it say what the abv is in the article you've got there so they worked with this lady called celeste wong who is a coffee aficionado she is um an ex-barista she just seems like the lady to talk to about coffee and she was talking about how the food and beverage industry is obviously constantly experimenting with new things. And we've seen a lot of innovation in coffee over recent years with nitro cold brew and all of that sort of stuff. With this Guinness offering, it is completely unique, according to her. And it does take the coffee drink into more drinking occasions. Mm. So... Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm. I'll be curious to see where it where it goes. Oh, they're actually talking on this article. They're talking about the espresso martini, yeah. and they're sort of putting this Guinness cold brew coffee beer in the same category. Well, that's what we say. It's the espresso martini for the masses. Yeah, you know, go go grab yours at Tesco's. Um, I th- it's interesting. Obviously, it makes sense for a drinking occasion. You know, the outside of the usual beer world. Um, but you know, it's not like really like Guinness to really venture too far out of, you know, they make beer. That's what Mm, they do. You know, mm. obviously they've got a huge merchandise, you know, kind of Mm. arm of their business and, you know, kind of what they, and sponsorship of, you know, but it's all about promoting the Guinness brand. So, I mean, Hey, maybe we'll see more and more of these kind of like brewers branching out outside of, um, you know, the usual beer. I mean, we've seen, we've seen breweries branch out into spirits, you know, like Brewdog have their own, you know, kind of like, yeah. the, I mean, they're not the first. Adnams do their own spirits and gins and vodka. Uh, you know, this, it's becoming quite the thing. I mean, we were talking with, the boys and I were talking to Keith uh, McAvoy of, of Seven Brothers and he was saying how, you know, the three, the four sisters, uh, mm. you know, they were, their their sister's distillery and there might be a collaboration slash kind of merger of the businesses in the future. So, you know, it's becoming more and more apparent that these breweries are, aren't just sticking to beer you know they're looking outside of beer yeah you know drinking occasions are one thing but you know maybe like a hard seltzer instead of a you know your regular beer but you know to go into something completely different you know maybe we get foodstuffs coming out of these breweries as well gosh you never know it launched in the u.s last year it says so Mm. i'd be really interested to see how well it went down in the states well it must be doing pretty well if they're deciding to launch to bring it to here yeah exactly well you can check it out um apparently in london and bristol so knock yourself out yeah well try it get down to tesco get down to tesco (laughs) to get some cobra on um right so for the pursuit of hoppiness today we've got a bit of a a special i I do something a bit different usually we take you know you've heard these before we'll we'll do um a brewery and we'll focus in on them and we'll talk about their specific beers however this time round um you know, I thought given our, you know, news that's happening in our world right now, which is... <laughs> that I'm having a baby. Exciting. <laughs> um, so I thought given that we're, you know, having a baby and that you are on the alcohol-free train. Ugh, yes. Um, how's that been going, by the way? Well, to, m- to my earlier point about not being necessarily the biggest beer fan other than sort of within a specific occasion... 
I have concluded that non-alcoholic wine is dire. <laughs> so is non-alcoholic bubbles. It basically tastes like schlur. And for those listeners who are not in the UK, yeah. schlur is basically like a fizzy sort of apple juice that you sort of associate with women of a certain age at a dinner party we, um, we'd always have it um like when we go to grandma and grandpa's and they, yeah there you go it like comes out comes out and that was like as an a, alternative uh, at sunday lunch yeah exactly it was like it was a real special treat yeah. to <laughs> so I, what i'm really missing is a negroni Right. or an old-fashioned or yeah. something like that like that you just can't replicate the non-alcoholic gins i mean they're nice mm. but there's nothing quite like the real thing so i've found myself in recent months turning to beer a bit more because a it's lower abv than yeah. what i normally drink so Obviously, there's a lot of conflicting opinions about drinking in pregnancy. The general rule is don't do it at all. But yeah. every now and again, you just want a sip of something. Yeah. So beer has been sort of what I've had a sip of when Joe's had one. Yeah, I was going to say it's more because I've bought the supply. Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been there. If, if and I was I've sipping gone, on Negroni, Ooh, I'll have that. If I was sipping on Negronis, you probably would. Uh, I'd have a sip of that sip as of well. That, yeah. Know? So I've definitely turned towards non-alcoholic beer in recent months because to me, it's just the best alternative. They can take the alcohol out without compromising the flavor or the texture or necessarily having to chock it full of sugar. So um, I used to, I like a Corona <laughs> um, and they do a really nice 0% one of those, but Joe's very kindly found a selection for us to have a crack at today. And given I'm pregnant, no holes barred, you will get my honest opinion. <laughs> well, exactly. And I thought you'd be a good test subject for these because we, we've obviously been dancing around alcohol free for a long time yeah. um, on the pod. And we've, you know, we're, we're a big fan of quite a few of the alcohol frees mm. that you have out there. We've covered quite a few atrocious ones as well <laughs> so i've got some new ones um for us to give a go uh we've got the budweiser zero okay um which is, is kind of dubbed their prohibition beer oh great um, fun. because they've kind of played on this whole like you know non-alcohol in the states kind of you know provenance about their you know history and then uh, you know so obviously it's a non-alcoholic version we have the smashed brewing craft af their lager which I haven't come across smashed, but they've just started popping up in supermarkets here in the UK. Um, and then we have, uh, a, well, I'm already a big fan of the brewery, a Big Drop Brewing Co. Mm. But we have their Paradiso uh, Citra IPA. Also I'm excited to try. to try this one in particular because I do like Citra in beer. So yeah, yeah let's let's have a like go. The Citra well. Let's crack, crack them on and we'll just kind of sip through and okay. give some opinions on. That noise as well. Just so great. Doesn't make you feel like you're being left out. Oh gosh, just spilt it all over the table. That's an excellent start, <laughs> isn't it? Hey, it's all it's all part of fun and games, part of the beers, right? Um, so we've got obviously. Can you get a mop? Yeah. Mop <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll edit this bit out. It's all over our table. You see, can't be having that. Someone to stop for cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you on with your wife. I just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dog's got involved as well now. Very interesting what's happening. Okay. Right. So Which one three, start with? two lagers and a and an IPA. So maybe best if we kind of first have a sip. Uh, well, I mean, drink them as your leisure and just to tell us what you think about it. I mean, 
I'll pose a question of what do you think of um, Budweiser, you know, and Budweiser's beers? Um, what do you think of when you think of the brand and the When brewing? I think of the brand, yeah. I think of a jock mm. in America. Okay. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. I am and probably... for those listeners not, not aware of what a jock <laughs> might be, can you describe what a jock is? A sport, an American sports player. Okay. They tend to congregate in groups in bars drinking Bud Light. Okay. So I think of Budweiser alongside a jock. Well, I think you're absolutely right nice. in, in that Bud Light has tried to own the sports yeah, category yeah. in both the US. They've done a good job. And they've tried to do it here in the UK, but, you know, we've got Carling, so they can't own football. Uh, foot, rugby is, uh, you know, we've got too many other beers that are about that space. But I think the Budweiser, the core brand, I mean, it is this kind of international, obviously it's AB and Bev, it's the biggest brewery in the world. Um, you know, it's sold all over the all over the planet, but they try and really leverage this kind of global appeal. That's what they've, this whole redesign by JKR is all about. But I'm interested actually in how they've translated their, you know, the Budweiser core product. This isn't the Bud Light, this is their core product, but right. the zero version into this uh, zero alcohol. I've never had the core product that you're saying. I haven't had a Budweiser, so I'm not comparing. I can't compare apples to apples. But just drinking that, it there's something missing in the flavor to me. There's like a, it's not very deep in terms of flavor. It's very just like you're having something fizzy. It's kind of beerish. Yeah, but it's a bit bit boring to be honest. If I'm honest, I think this is the trick of. um, this is the, the trap, sorry, of non-alcoholic beers, is that especially when it's it's trying to replicate an already existing, yeah. as I call, full-fat product. Do they do a good job of replicating? You'll have obviously had a Budweiser before. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously, the jury, there's mixed opinion about yeah. Budweiser in general. I quite like, uh, you know, on occasion, the, uh, the Budweiser core product. That is an okay replica of right. their one it still is is vacuous you know because it's yeah. an alcohol free version yeah yeah but it, it you know it does the taste justice mm. you know it does taste like a budweiser and actually if you're coming out with a new product and it still tastes like your own products you know i think the best bre- the brewery that i think of when i think of a brewery that can really replicate their their taste like you know it's from them no matter what beer they're making and that's adnams you know, in Southwold. Yeah. I think no matter what they make, it tastes like an Adnams. Yeah. Weirdly enough. And I think Budweiser, obviously on a much larger scale, have been able to do that here with their alcohol-free. Mm. Um, I don't mind. It's not the worst alcohol-free lager. Um, I feel that, um, in my opinion, there's been a lot of success, successful alcohol-free lagers. It's a Yeah, it's a competitive category, isn't it? I think there are more successful alcohol-free lagers than there are... Um, you know, alcohol-free of any other, um, like, kind of type of beer. So we've got right. a, an IPA to try. I've been intrigued because... Is that this one, this the, the big citra. drop one? Yeah. When I spilt this one all over the table, mm. I just mopped some of it up, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it at the time. Let's have a go and see. The Just the thing to note, the Budweiser is 0.0%. Mm-hmm. This is 0.5. Yeah. So there is a tiny little bit in there. They have to, no? they have to oh, legally they have to say. Leave it. Okay. They have to legally say 0.5% unless they have never had any alcohol in it. Oh, so this is a different way that alcohol has been in and they've extracted it away yeah. rather I mean, than it's never been They won't in be so way. overt to let us know that, but I think that's that's basically the whole thing. I mean, even if it's called a zero, it still might be. I'm going to look at the ABV. Oh, it is a 0.0%. Yeah. I mean, they're making a big deal. I will go back to the uh, the Budweiser here. Mm. Very key information, Budweiser, zero. And then they're saying 0.0% alcohol volume. 
46 calories and no grams of sugar. That's that, what I was... That's a big change. That's more soft drink kind of styling of design, yeah. isn't it? I like the design of the can, I must say. Mm. It's it's white. Most of it is in silver. They've got zero in red. It's just, it's quite a slick design. Mm. I like it. And I'm a history nut and the top bit looks quite heritage to me. So mm-hmm. I like it. But no, going back to Big Drop, the flavor of this is really nice. To me, it's... It's got a strong depth of flavor. It just, yeah, it's yummy. It's got, let's have a look. Oh, it's gluten-free, this one. So we have a couple of gluten-free friends who'll be very excited to get their um, chops around this one. 61 calories. um, And it's two thirds along their tropical paradise scale. (laughs) No, I like it. Joe, have a crack at that one. I've had this one quite a few times before. I mean, I am a big fan of the Citra... um, IPA the Paradiso. Mm. I've actually picked this up at the pub because you can get it on tap at a, quite a few pubs now. That's nice. Which is great. So just to actually find an, a, a good tasting alternative to, you know, to an, you know, as a non-alcoholic. What is also great about Big Drop is all of their beers are non-alcoholic, so they don't make anything else. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and they're growing from strength to strength. I mean, we've, you know, they, this beer itself has won um, the world's best style award from the World Beer Awards. So, you know, they are actually, they're a style winner. So they they have won beer awards for this beer itself. Mm. Um, you know, and this is this is one of many beers. I mean, actually, I think two years ago, um, the big news was that they won their stout, the Galaxy Milk Stout, won the best stout in the world from the World Beer Awards. Even though it was an on-out. Even though it was an on-out. You know, and, and I have had that and it's really good. It's delicious. I wonder if that, speaks to like they're so good and so tasty because they're not trying to do too many things like they focused on non-alc beer and they're just making it absolutely delicious yeah i think you're right i think i mean it's delicious it is a tasty beer yeah um you know first and foremost i mean i get that with this ipa i really they've really played on that kind of like the the sweetness i Mm. guess um it's but it's not too sweet it's not we're not talking you know kind of tiny rebel level of sweetness but we you can definitely get something slightly different um i mean they've got other things here uh, on their their portfolio you know they've got a pine trail pale ale that's also been a craft uh, you know a world beer award winner uptime craft lager that one's vegan uptime craft lager we're as well him. as being gluten free yeah um yeah and then you got got their galaxy milk stout so there's and there's plenty of other seasonal stuff so there are there's plenty of they're pumping out quite a lot of different beers here mm. um you know which i'm really interested in and you know we we did um go and meet them at the london craft beer festival and you know we're, we're very impressed with their you know the people that they had selling the beers as well like very knowledgeable about the beer uh, and what they do which you'd expect being a face of the beer um so the last one we haven't tried yet mm is the smashed uh, what do you think well i like the feel of the bottle yeah <laughs> <laughs> the first thing this is a um a red can and it's got that joe will know working in packaging mm. what's that bit called the texture it's the kind of the, te- the textual the t- feeling. Text- yeah, yeah it feels really nice basically it's a printed label on a can rather than like a printed directly onto the onto the can itself the material doesn't smell great no 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 i'm sure it'll get better what but is it is that a 0.0 or a 0.5 not point naught. This 0.0. one. So this is definitely to be compared with the buds, bud light, uh, the buds uh, zero. Or no, no, not a fan <laughs> of that one. <laughs> what is it? What is that about it that doesn't do it for you? I don't know. I'm trying to be polite. I feel like I've tell sw- us to, the listeners want to know what you know, what you feel, and what you're thinking about this. It feels like I've swallowed a pond. <laughs> 
I'm going to have it again just yeah. to give it the best. Okay. There's some flavor in there that I'm just not sure what. It... Oh, it's just like having a pond. The smell's probably put you the off. Sm- yeah, the smell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But when you taste it, mm. it's just. Yeah. I mean, I haven't come across Smash before. They do a couple of different uh, different beers. This tastes like the sort of thing Drabbers would like. <laughs> You're hearing that, Drabs? <laughs> <laughs> what's, that, what's that saying about Drabbers' t- palate list? What have you, what have you got to say it's, about it? It's very... Um, it sort of knows what it is. It's very strong. It shows up. It's unapologetic. Okay. I feel like he loves those sorts of beers. Well, I mean, it's smashed, isn't it? I guess it's kind of trying to be like more, uh, you know, kind of uncut, un, you know, kind of, you know, raw. Is that is that what they're kind of going for? I, d- I don't know what they're going for. This Try- one is not... I don't. I wouldn't call it for me. Like if no. I if I had it in a pub, mm. I'd be like I would have two sips of it and give it to you, and then ask for a big drop. Try it against the uh, the Bud Zero because obviously that's the one that's the closest in uh, in kind of like style, I suppose, because it's also a non alcoholic lager. I prefer the Bud Zero is an inoffensive, yeah, easy to drink, okay, clean almost. It's a like that's a liquid, whereas this has got a proper distinct flavor to it that okay. I think you either like or you dislike. Perhaps I'm being unfair because I don't drink beer that often. Well, I think I think you're right. I think the Budweiser is very is what you'd expect from AB and Beth. Yes, yeah, so you, know? you could it would it's a session, is that the term you use? Yeah, a session. And then you could have like five of these. I'm not I'm not actually displeased with this smashed uh, brewing <laughs> AF I think it's. This is, got, I think it's a me opinion rather than it's probably. No, I think it's good. I think that well, that's the whole point of it of how you pick these up. The uh, the Budweiser is clearly there for everyone or trying to be there for everyone, but in some respects, maybe that's why it loses some flavour and that's why it doesn't really because it doesn't have an opinion. It's it a kind bit of bland. middle of the road. It's a bit yeah. bland. That's why people won't pick it up. I think the Smash as an you know offering something new to the alcohol free market because I feel like a lot of brands have tried to go down the Budweiser route be like an inoffensive almost apologetic beer in right. the alcohol free market and I think this smashed one is actually trying to do something different and um, but you know hand on heart I think the big drop they've completely smashed it out of the park yeah you know because they're not it's almost they're just they're just great beers and the fact that they're alcohol free is just kind of an afterthought whereas I feel like the smashed is is really trying to be an alcohol free give it a bit of punch give it a bit of welly but it's it's also you know isn't isn't going to be tasty for everyone as well. Mm. No, definitely the one for me is Big Drop. That's the one I keep reaching for. All right. Well, I guess that's what we've had to have the whole opinion. <laughs> and okay. that's my opinion on yeah, the matter. That's it. Done. <laughs> so no, just smashed from your side. Okay with the Budweiser, but Big Drop overall. Yeah, Big Drop. I'd love to try some of their other flavors. Yeah. Perhaps we can. They've got a subscription, I think, an on Alk subscription. Can have a look at that, couldn't we? Yeah. Or oh, there's a selection of our best sellers here, so you could do that. Oh, maybe, perfect. Maybe there we you have, go. To, have to get your, uh, you know, any any new friends from uh, the the um, what's it called? NQT? No, not NQT. NCT. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you get some new new friends from the NCT, which is classes. the National Childbirth Trust. <laughs> for those who don't know. So yeah, maybe uh, maybe we can have a, a, a an alcohol free beer party for your new mum friends, you know. Yeah. Although you'll probably want Negronis. Yeah. <laughs> By that point, everyone's just going to be desperate for an old fashioned. No, it's very nice. Would I would probably have it? I'd have it when I had a small child as well, so you don't get a hangover. Like it's great, but this is coming from somebody who's just desperate to have some form of gimlet so <laughs> not necessarily the best person to ask but yeah big drop wins to me thank you for having me everyone
And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>